0: Plenty of upsets across week 14, as well as our very first playoff team so far this season. My name is Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. All right, guys. So as I mentioned, we do have a great show plans planned for us tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about the Jaguars, how they pulled off a fairly shocking upset over the Tennessee Titans who are in the thick of the playoff race the Jaguars really aren't even close but they pulled off the victory and it wasn't particularly close at a 36 to 22 it now it it, it comes out as a little bit on the closer side because Titans scored a couple of garbage uh, gu- a couple of garbage got, made a couple of garbage time scores but that is what we're going to start off with Among other things, we're going to talk about the Eagles being the first team to clinch a playoff berth, and the Cardinals with a heartbreaking loss, not just in the games, which they're way, way out of the playoff race, but they lost their franchise quarterback for the season with an ACL tear. We'll talk about that. We'll get into some playoff fantasy football advice, which is another waiver wire pickups, but I mean, it's the playoffs. You guys need everything you can get. Um, Then we're going to touch on the fan box, which we're going to talk about second year players who are making the biggest leaps. So without further ado, CJ ready to get started? Absolutely. All right. So going in to start. So as I mentioned, the Eagles, excuse me, uh, the Jaguars crushed the Titans. Like it wasn't close. And among them, was among the players who really showed out was Trevor Lawrence, throwing for over 300 yards, four total touchdowns. And it led me to wonder, because he he hasn't had the best start to his career in the NFL, but I wanted to look at, I, I wanted to put in perspective his first two seasons, and I compared him to this mystery player. We named him Player X. No reason why it's X, just, I don't know, we grew up, doing algebra, and we always had to find X. So we're going to (laughs) find X, all right? So Oh,
1: algebra, it takes me back. Not to anywhere good, but it
0: takes me back. So Trevor Lawrence in his first two years, you ready? So year one, he had a 10 to 17 touchdown to interception ratio, 3,641 passing yards, 59.6% completion percentage, and a 71.9 passer rating going on to year 2 20 to 9 touchdown to interception ratio so much better much better in the second year 3202 yards 66% uh percent completion percentage and 95.4 passer rating and we're only 14 game excuse me we're only 13 games in with with Lawrence in his second year so there's a real possibility he throws for 30 touchdown passes all right ready for player x yes year, year 1 10 to 12 touchdown interception ratio, 2074 passing yards, 52.8% completion percentage, 67.9 passer rating. Going on to year two, 20 to 9 touchdown to interception ratio. So the exact same as Trevor Lawrence right now. 3,089 yards. And keep in mind, this is through 16 games. So over so 3,089 yards. Fifty-eight percent completion percentage, eighty-five point three passer rating. Guess who play? Take a guess who who player X is. Are you talking to me or the listeners? Well, you 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 guess. Don't I, I'm. You might know it, but
1: yeah, I know who it is. Adam.
0: Player X is Josh Allen in his first two seasons in the league. So comparing these two guys. So Josh Allen and Trevor Lawrence, very identical first two seasons for both of them. The first year being a li- like they were just there, you know, they're in the league. First year, they're getting adjusted to things. They turn the ball over more than they threw touchdown passes, at least through throwing. And then, and then in, in their second years, they showed a little bit of progress, 20 to 9 touchdown interception ratio. They both made it up to over 3,000 yards and their passer rating got a little better. Now, we all know what happened with Josh Allen the year after. Josh Allen became a Pro Bowl quarterback and also was one of the best quarterbacks in the league from then on out. So, CJ, do you see this being a possibility with Trevor Lawrence where he could, in the next year or so, become a top three to five quarterback in the NFL?
1: Uh, top 10, yeah. Three to five, that's going to be tough because, you know, there are these people out there named uh, Josh Allen and uh, Patrick Mahomes. They would need to take a drop-off. Plus, you know, there's a lot of uh, good youngsters like Lamar Jackson and uh, Justin Herbert. And I just realized they're, all the people I listed are in the AFC. Funny how that works. And if they're still in the league next year, there's always people like Aaron Rodgers and uh, Tom Brady to consider. But when you get down to it, Lawrence could definitely be top five. He's definitely going to be top ten. He could be top five. And wh- when you look at those uh, numbers between he and Josh Allen, it's uh, the fact that Lawrence has is likely going to be better than Josh in his second year than Josh Allen was in his second year says a lot. And granted, he's not going to have someone like Sean McDermott coaching. He doesn't have Stephon Diggs to throw to. But still, he's having a respectable season in his own right. You have to remember, he was the first overall pick, one of the most hyped-up quarterback prospects since Andrew Luck. And he's, and after a really rocky rookie season, he's showing that he can and he has turned it around. And maybe not in a year, but I would argue that in the next five years, he could very well be a top five, maybe
0: even top three. I think he could win a league MVP. Oh, he totally
1: could. Absolutely.
0: I think like, especially with the amount of talent he has coming to him now, because they're they're going to have a, they're going to have a a really high first round pick. I haven't looked at, I haven't actually looked at their draft order um, where they are with their first round pick, but they just traded for Calvin Ridley. Who's going to be with them next year. Oh, I forgot about that. Now. I hope they, I hope they sign him to a deal. Because if you give this guy, if you give your franchise quarterback a a number one option, you better hold on to him. So, him, Calvin Ridley, on top of Christian Kirk, with Marvin Jones Jr., Zay Jones. Zay, Zay Jones more than Marvin Jones Jr. Also, they have Evan Ingram, who's kind of, is having a little bit of a career renaissance over there in Jacksonville. And plus a lot more, a lot more... Um, protection. And honestly, I looked at the I looked at the uh top uh the top quarterbacks in times sacked in the past couple of years. This year, he's not he's like 20th. And the year before that, it was around the same spot as well. This year, I believe he's he's been sacked 23 times. Last year it was like 32. So, he's always kind of had the protection. And the conception is always uh or uh the consensus has always been that um that he he's always being that he doesn't have much protection over there but they actually really do. So yeah. And they have what what's his name? Cam Robinson over there? Is that his name?
1: Mhm. He's
0: he's their left tackle who they've been franchising like every single year because they realize how how important he is. And I believe I believe they signed him to a deal. Did they not
1: sign who again?
0: Cam Robinson. Uh, I think I'm not sure, but either way, he's on the, we know, we know one thing for sure. He's on the roster now and he's allowed, he's, he's kept, he's kept their franchise quarterback on his feet, which has helped. The interceptions have gone down. It's, It's bound to go up because there's still four games left in the season, but 20 to nine touchdown interception ratio. He already has more than more passing yards. Than Josh Allen did in his second season, so that's bound to go up. That could go up into a full thousand. So we could be looking at a thirty touchdown, a four thousand yard season for Trevor Lawrence in his sophomore year, a year where the team isn't all that good. Your number one wide receiver is a is a number two on a championship team. You have a solid tight end, but past that, there's Zay Jones. Zay Jones is your wide receiver too.
1: Oh, and Adam, I just want up? to point out Cam Robinson is, he was re-signed this offseason to a three-year, $54 million deal. This is year one.
0: There you go. So past that one boneheaded move where they hired Urban Meyer as their head coach last season, they've done all the right things to help, help out this kid at quarterback, to help this kid out at quarterback. Now, should they have taken Trayvon Walker as their number one pick? Probably not. He doesn't look great so far this year. He could pan out. I mean, he was gonna be a first round pick, just not number one overall. They should have taken Aiden Hutchinson. That's a guy they should have taken. He's looking awesome this year. But I mean, they're doing all the they're doing all the right things for this kid, and he's on pace to be a Josh Allen. He's gonna, he's now I look, I've looked up Josh Allen's stats in year in year three as well. 4500 4, yards, 37 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. I think he can beat that in year 3. And he he's going to get he's probably going to get close to it in in year 2. He's I, I bet he's going to hit three uh uh 30 touchdown passes and he'll probably 4500 So 4500 yards he had in year 3 for Josh Allen in 2020. I bet he'll get close to that this year because he's already at uh,
1: thirty-two hundred, I think. Right,
0: already at thirty-two hundred, but he'll get he'll he'll get somewhat close. I bet I'm willing to bet he'll get um, four thousand and probably thirty touchdowns, which is a pretty good sophomore season for a quarterback. That's that's pretty good, especially being on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Like you survived that team granted the offensive line is a lot better than we expected it would be. I mean, he would we thought he was going to have trouble staying on his feet. It turns out their offensive line is actually not bad. It's all right. They could improve it a little more to make it even better, but they have they have they're doing everything the right way. And on top of that, among his pass catchers, we haven't even mentioned Travis Etienne yet, who's emerging to be at least when he's healthy, one of the better backs in the league. And he can also catch the ball. He has that dual threat ability, as well dual threat as in like for a wide uh, for a running back to be able to catch the ball as well. He can do all those things, which is which can be a quarterback's best friend to be able to dump to be able to dump it off to your to your potential all pro uh, not all pro probably not all pro. Let's bump the let's pump the brakes there to to your potential Pro Bowl running back when there's nobody open that's pretty that is that's pretty that's pretty that's pretty big so i like what they're doing over there they're helping they're they're helping trevor lawrence and hopefully they are making a gamble <laughs> pun, pun was not intended they are taking a gamble with calvin ridley <laughs> but i mean if that kid pans out if it works out calvin ridley with trevor lawrence then he could be a, Lawrence. Could be an MVP within the next two years. He really could.
1: It's granted very possible. They, if,
0: granted, if they're if they're able to sign him to an extension because he's he uh, Ridley will be in in a contract year, so they're going to want to extend him. So they can't they can't make that mistake. You can't just mm-hmm. you know you can't you can't get this kid out acclimated to your number one toy. And then say, yeah, you know, he's out. Also out of here, by the way. And now he's back to the he's now back to the dark ages where Christian Kirk's your number one wide receiver. You can't do that. You can't do that. That's kind of like if the Bills were to give uh, were to give Josh Allen Stephon Diggs and then trade his ass out of town right after. Yeah, you can't. You just can't do that. That's your that's your young kid. You're trying to develop him. Give him some toys to throw to early in his career so that he could help develop. That's what you got to do. That's what they did with Tua Tungula, Tungavailoa this past this past off season. Mm-hmm. They brought in Tyreek Hill and he the kids playing pretty well. Looks like they're going to stick with uh with Tua for a few years over there in Miami. That's what they got to do here. And stick with him. Hang on to him. Granted if he if he doesn't get in trouble with gambling again. I hope that doesn't happen. We'll see. I All bet right. it won't. Yeah, we'll see. Holy crap! We're already at fifteen minutes on on the episode. This was a long segment, but
1: yeah, you was, do love your Trevor Lawrence, don't you? Yeah, I he could
0: <laughs> he could use a haircut, maybe. But Shh. I I was I I have been encouraged by his by his uh, you know by yeah. his progress. But next, we're going to talk about the Eagles being the first team to clinch the playoff berth, and if there's potentially any threats to them. Uh, to beat them in the playoffs. That's next. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast by Power88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright here with CJ Medeiros. So, the Eagles crushed the division rival New York football giants. Don't mind my dog in the background. He likes to bark sometimes. 48-22. to 22. So they're the first team this season to clinch a playoff spot at a 12-1 record. 12-1. That's the franchise's best record. Through thirteen games since uh, the two thousand and four Eagles team, so CJ, which yeah. team has Jesus Doug has <laughs> which team he he barks he barks at the most random stuff. Which team has the best shot at beating the Eagles in the playoffs, CJ? Uh,
1: honestly. This is one of those times you can say that, you know, you really don't know. Because if you look at the NFC, you have the Vikings. And even though they're 10-3, and 3, I would actually argue the Vikings are frauds, you know? The Vikings, outside of Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook, they shouldn't really scare you. Because they're a very, very, very beatable team. When they lose, they lose ugly. The Niners, on the other hand, could, with that defense, they could very well be a threat. They really could. However, uh, well, their quarterback is currently Brock Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant. Oh, yeah, Mr. Irrelevant. And he's playing well so far, but we'll see. Then there's Tampa, who's 6-7, and you know, in that last main playoff spot. And they're going to host a playoff game too. Yeah, funny how that works. Yeah. And then, you know, you got the Cowboys, the Commanders, and the Giants. Giants started off hot, but they've been exposed. The Commanders are a tricky team because you got to remember, they handed Philly their one loss. And then, you know, there's other unpredictable teams like the Lions and the Seahawks that are on the bubble. But yeah, it seems to be a one man show. And the Eagles have also proven they're a beatable team. Cause like I said, they lost to the Washington commanders by 11 points. They barely beat the woeful Indianapolis Colts by one. And, you know, they beat the Packers by seven. And I'm looking back at like a lot of games that they've played. And at least half of their victories have come in like one score game, like fourth quarter nail biters, you know? So it's not like they're winning by 20 every game. Some games are really good, but make no mistake, they have – hold on, I I need to check this uh, real quick if you don't mind. So – hold on. So right now they've won, what, 12 games, I believe, Adam – do you know this? Oh, you're muted, by the way. The Yeah, the, the Eagles? Yeah, they're 12-1. Yeah. and one. So here's the thing. So they played 13 games, won 12. If my math is correct, but it's probably not, don't hold it against me. Six of their 12 victories came within one score. So, and they, like I said, and they lost an upset to the commanders. So you know they're beatable. But... The playoffs is truly wild, wild west. Anything can happen. And especially upsets are extremely hard to predict. And injuries are too. What if A.J. Brown goes down? God forbid. What if Jalen Hurts goes down? Then that equation changes drastically. Now, right now, I would argue the Niners are probably their best threat. But once we go to the playoffs, anyone can win at any given day. I mean, I know that's not really the most analytical thing to say, but We've seen Stranger Things and you just, you
0: never know. All right. So give, we're, we're going to, we're going to discount right now the, we're going to take the AFC out of the equation because it, in the Super Bowl, literally anything can happen. Like once you're there, all bets are off. We'll see what go, well, you know, let's, let's see what happens next. But in the NFC, in their conference, I kind of, I'm on, I'm, I'm, I'm on your side with the Vikings, that team, especially after losing to the Lions. The, it looks like they're a – it's hard to say a paper team at this point, especially when you're 13 games in. You're 10-3, and three, so you're still a really good team, and you might win a couple games as well, especially since you're the second seed. You might beat a bottom-of-the-barrel team like, like Washington or the Giants. You might do something like that. But I don't see them beating the Eagles especially since they're probably going to, if they do meet anywhere since they're the one, two seeds, it's going to be in the AFC championship. Excuse me. So 49ers, I'm kind of on your, I, I can't say, I just don't think the 49ers are the biggest threat. And I would have said it if they still had Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, because they need just a little bit at quarterback, just a little bit of production. And with all the offensive talent they have, oh, by the way, uh, Debo Samuel was carted off the field. Oh yeah, that's I'm right. Trying to do this off the on the show, did he was it was it a torn ACL? What was it for? I'm not entirely sure. Look that up real quick because oh, that's yeah, huge. You, you keep going. That's huge. I uh my Twitter hasn't been working, so my uh, uh my news has been a little iffy. Especially I I just found out. Oh, he, hold on,
1: ESPN reports that Debo Samuel has an. MCL sprain and uh, ankle sprain. They expect him to be back towards the end of the regular season,
0: maybe in the playoffs. Wait, wasn't that a high ankle sprain?
1: Uh, it just says ankle sprain in the article.
0: All right. Either way. So, okay, maybe he'll be healthy. Maybe he won't. Still, I'm a little skeptical at quarterback because it's Brock Purdy. And we haven't seen enough of him. Maybe he's that hidden gem in the sixth or seventh round. We've seen a couple of those as Patriots fans. <laughs> Um, so the one team, the team, and I don't, I'm not, I don't see Washington. They, they might give them fits during the playoffs, but I still, I don't see Washington because they're just not that they're not good enough of a team. However, the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys stay with me on this one. I get it. They've had some trouble during the playoffs, but this is a, this is a team and this is there's a reason I like this team more than pretty much everyone else in this conference besides the besides the Eagles. Because the Eagles and the De- and the Cowboys have a couple things in common. Not only are th- the fact that they're in the same division so they're like they're like it's a sibling rivalry. They hate each other. And their 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 play both on both sides is going to elevate when it's when they're playing in a meaningful game against each other. That's just that's just surface level. However, this they're both teams that can beat you in several different ways. If they need to beat you if if these teams need to beat you with a running game, they can do that. If it's a defensive rock fight, they have you covered. If they need to rock, to throw all over you, they can do that too. They're really that team that can beat you in all different ways. So, if it, if you're playing in the elements, if you're playing in warm weather, if it's uh, if it's neutral ground, that's those are the types of teams that can beat you in all different settings. So the Cowboys are really that one team that can actually do that. They can, they can, they can do that just like the Eagles. And now they have faced each other earlier this season, but it was Cooper rush at quarterback. And we, 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 we give Cooper rush a lot of crap, but credit to him because he is the reason why the Cowboys are still in, are in the playoff race right now. Let's be real. Like, Mm -hmm. He like Dak Prescott missed so many games, and Cooper Rush was able to keep him afloat for a little while, but still, it's the dog again, man. He, I love Doug to death, but he barks a lot. Um, that like that's the team that's the biggest threat. And I know, I know it's the Cowboys, I know, I know the playoff Cowboys, and I didn't see it coming that they would that they would be one and done last year either. I thought they would, I thought they would go a little further, but. They gotta break out. They gotta break out of it at some point, point. and if they're gonna do it, it's gonna be now, against their division rival Eagles. And in division games, you always see their te- both teams elevate their play, so you're gonna see the Cowboys put their best foot forward at that point. And also, the way it's projected now, they're gonna be facing Tampa, and Tampa, their offensive line is a mess, and that team just doesn't. It doesn't look like it works. Like, it just doesn't seem like that team is gelling right now, and I have no idea what's. I don't, I don't. Besides the offensive line, I couldn't tell you what's going on, because Tom Brady's had lackluster offensive lines and he's been able to overcome it to an extent. But for a six and seven record, I don't know. But they have they have Tampa for this round, so they they potentially get out of it immediately, which kind of means. And that means that, so Philly, they get the first round by there. They get, um, so Philly would be getting, uh, the lowest seed available. So between, so if Dallas wins and Washington and the giants who are right below them in the, in the six and seven seeds lose, then that means Dallas gets Philly in the divisional round. Mm-hmm. That's a get your popcorn out for that game because that's going to be a classic. And I really hope I'm not wrong on that. I could be. And it could be just a blowout. And Philly just says, oh well, oh well, I guess we're going to the Super Bowl. But I don't see it. I don't see. It. I think this I, I really hope this team actually pulls it off. Because I think they can do it. The Cowboys, I think, are the second best team in the conference. And the only reason why they're so low in the conference standings in the playoff picture, at least is because they're in the same division as the first best team, which is the Eagles. So that's, that's it. That's my, that's my, that's my, that's my pick. That's the, that's the David to the Eagles Goliath, who's going to take down the down Philadelphia. Is there, if there is any in the NFC. Mm -hmm. So, How about them Cowboys? That's the only—that's the first and only time you'll hear that from me. Um, Even though I'm—I'm very positive about the Cowboys, more than most NFL fans, who aren't Cowboys fans. Um. All right. So, the the Arizona Cardinals have had a tough go at it this season. They were kind of supposed to be a playoff team. They had the talent to do it on both sides of the ball. Just hasn't worked out, and. I'm pretty sure this past weekend it hit rock bottom, at least on Monday night, hit rock bottom. Kyler Murray, two plays into the game, tore his ACL. And we're going to talk about Kyler Murray and his future with the Cardinals, if it's even remotely a bright one. That's next. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Ah, excuse me. Jesus. What a way to start a segment. You're listening to the Fumbaruski podcast. Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. So the Arizona Cardinals, it's not just that they lost to the six and six New England Patriots, which I mean, the Cardinals do have a worse record, but they also lost Kyler Murray. For the season with an ACL tear. Now they, they were already way out of the playoff picture. Technically they're not eliminated yet, but they have a 4-9 and nine record. I mean, right, writing's on the wall. But they, so here's the issue. So, Kyler Murray has kind of had a long injury history already. And he's not, he's only been in the league for a few years. So he missed three games last season with a left ankle sprain. He played all 16 games the previous two seasons, but he dealt with hamstring, shoulder, and leg injuries. He was on the injury report for all of the second half of both of those seasons. So yes, he played, but he wasn't the type of, he wasn't what he potentially could be. So now had the ACL tear on top of it. Should there be concern that, he will in uh, so another thing to add on to it. Kyler Murray has is he's just entering his five year contract next season, which is a, a big, big contract. Um, so will he? Should there be concern that he'll make it through that deal healthy?
1: Uh, yeah, I would argue there should be. I mean, this is kind of the game you play, you know, with scrambling quarterbacks. And that's the thing. Everybody says, oh, scramblers, this is the mobile quarterback era. But, I mean, they everyone and their mother knows they don't have a very long shelf life. They really don't. Unless you're like Russell Wilson, that's just because he's a smart scrambler. He's not trying to rip off the 40-yard touchdown run like everyone else. And the thing is with Kyler Murray, you saw what happened. Like He literally just ran, and it was a non-contact injury. And I'm sorry, that's just the risk you run with scramblers. You know, I mean, they always look good, but, you know, Lamar Jackson's already banged up. Injuries took a toll on Cam Newton. I hope it doesn't happen to Jalen Hurts, but you never know. And even with, like, his long-term deal, I wouldn't even – I mean, it's not even about Kyler. It's not the team around him. I mean, uh, look, their defense is a little bit of a mess. Uh, Their GM, not a fan of, and they need to fire their head coach. So I would worry about the whole team before I worry about Kyler. But yeah, the future doesn't look particularly rosy. And keep in mind, you said he was entering his big contract next year, right? Keep in mind, this is mid-December, and he's got a torn ACL. And ACLs are notorious for taking a long time to heal. You could probably put money on the fact He's not even going to be ready for next season. He's probably going to miss at minimum the first four weeks. So already you're not starting out right. And add to that the fact that he cares more about playing Call of Duty than he does about playing quarterback. That's that's a little
0: bit of a concern. All right, hang on. So his his contract begins in the 2024 season. What? And runs through his age 31 season in 2028. Wait, so so he still has like one more year before his contract starts there? So after, so he has 2023, which is uh-huh. next year, but he, it's the end of the season this year where he oh. tore his ACL, right? Mm-hmm. So he could maybe not even be ready until halfway through next season.
1: All right, so yeah, but I mean if it doesn't start from right. twenty twenty-four, then it doesn't matter. But even if he does, can you trust
0: him to stay healthy? I think not. Right. This you you have to wonder whether or not he'll even stay healthy for that whole time because he already has a long injury history. He could figure things out and he could just wind up becoming healthy again. But with his play style, I'm not so sure. Because this kid has he, I mean, he's not I wouldn't call him necessarily he's not like a dual threat quarterback in the sense where it's Lamar Jackson, where he's running for a thousand yards or close to it every season. And it's like the focal point of his game, but he's rushed a lot. So I'm looking at his rushing. So in 2019, his rookie year in 16 games started 93 rushes in 2020, 133 rushes in 2021. 88, when he missed three games. In 2022, through 11 games, he had 67 rushes. So those aren't like, it's not like he's running every other play where he's like a running back, but it's still, that's a lot of attempts. And when you're running like that all the time, then you're putting yourself at greater risk for injury. It's not like you're a pocket passer and you're just throwing every other play. He can make, it's, uh, to expect him to be able to make it through, to make it through his age 31 season with that contract, that's tough. I don't, I don't, I don't know if he can make it through that. He's, he's going to have to improve his game. Not in the sense where he needs to improve because he, he is, he's a pretty good, he's a talented kid, but. He needs to be able to he needs to be able to stand up, to stand in the pocket, and be primarily a pocket passer if he's going to make it through this deal. And if you're going to run, do it smartly. Be elusive. Don't try to plow through guys. Try to run out of bounds. Get like shoved. Russell
1: Wilson. Wilson does that all the time. He's a smart scrambler.
0: Right. Even though Wilson, that's a different story in, in his early days. Yeah. <clears throat> but. <clears throat> look at just uh, he has a long way left in this deal and I wish he could have showed I wish I don't know like it, it, this is why there was such a long standoff for his deal because like his agent was really pressuring uh, for the Cardinals to strike a deal with him. but the Cardinals were were a little skeptical because they said, well, you like you haven't even proven that you can remain healthy. And we, you've only led us to one playoff berth, and in 2020 you came close, but you also like tur- at the at the second half of the season you fell apart. So, mm-hmm. like that's one thing, and I'm not I'm not too concerned because he's a young, he's young. You you can't ex- you can't always expect that early on in a quarterback's career to be able to lead a team, but in for the first couple like a couple of years down the road you should be able to do that my question is with his health and his attitude kind of that's another thing but with eight, with this acl tear he has a long injury history and that's just in his young years those are those are that's supposed to be when you're generally healthy do you really expect him to get healthier later on in his 20s and early 30s no i don't know about that so that's I, i'm a little concerned there for the cardinals because this is the guy they committed to. And even when he has been healthy, they haven't been winning very many games. They made one playoff. They've made one playoff berth so far. And they didn't go they didn't go anywhere with it. I'm pretty sure they were eliminated in the wild card round last year.
1: I think so, yeah.
0: All right. Well, we're going to move on and we have our weekly Fumble Rooski fantasy fix. And as always for our early Uh, for our early episode for early in the week, Tuesdays waiver wire pickups and it is playoff time, ladies and gentlemen. All right, that's next. This is the fumble ruski podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros. We have reached the Fumble Rooski Fantasy Fix portion of our show, which is where we give your waiver wire pickups on Tuesdays. It's playoff time. We have moved on to – we're going into our first week of play, of the fantasy playoffs. So congratulations to you guys who have made it. And we're, gonna, we're here to help you. And – Well, if you didn't make make it, it Adam, in in most of my leagues.
1: What about the main league that you uh, care about most?
0: We won't talk about that. (laughs) I and I only missed by one. And we we talked about Kyler Murray last segment. That was that was my starting quarterback this year, this this week. And on top of that, Javante Williams for me got hurt uh, and was out for the year. My starting quarterback, Zach Ertz. He got hurt. ACL tear out for the year. It's just like I can't catch a break, man. And also, I was supposed to win one of the games. I was only down 10. I had Jerry Judy one week. I forget which week. And uh, suffered. A, he suffered an ankle injury, and he was out for the game. It was on the first play. So it's not like he could get me 10 points, win me the game, and then be out. It, oh. And it's a good thing he's okay. I know fantasy goes second to this guy's health. Um, all right. So without further ado, waiver wire pickups, it's playoff time. So going into week 15, uh, starting with running backs, we have JK Dobbins and Pierre strong for wide receiver. We have DJ Chark and Jamison Williams for tight end. We have Shigoziem Okonkwo and I'll try to get that uh, pronunciation uh, a little better going down the road and Kate Otten for quarterback streamers. We have Brock Purdy at Seattle and Deshaun Watson versus Baltimore for defense streamers. We have Panthers versus Pittsburgh and Broncos versus Arizona. All right. There you have it. Hope you guys pick up some of those players and I hope they work out for you. And if it doesn't, I'm sorry if it didn't, but just know that with fantasy football, at the end of the day, it's a big guessing game. Mm-hmm. So we we just we do our research. We look at the matchups. We look at the injuries. We look at the players around them. And we make we you know we make an educated a, an educated guess. And if it doesn't work out for you, please don't come and complain to us. I mean, nothing's going to because stop you we don't it.
1: care. All right, Adam. My, I, I do not.
0: We don't have a crystal ball, guys. All right, we can't predict the future. All we can do is uh, make the best, make the best educated guess that we can. Ultimately, ultimately, you guys have the final decision on who you start. So, I mean, go, roll with your gut. You can listen to us. You could not. All right. So, next we have the Fumble Rooski Fan Box, where we're going to talk about second-year players and who you guys picked to make who made the biggest leap in their second season that's next you're listening to the fumbaruski podcast This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros. You have reached the Fumble Rooski fan box portion of our show. So we post a question filter on our Instagram every Monday, and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more, and we will discuss it and give you a shout-out on our podcast. Respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. So the question of the week was, which second-year player made the biggest leap this season so for our responses grayson mortimer said trevor lawrence so we talked a lot about trevor lawrence earlier on in the show and it might be part of why i actually in why i did this for the uh for the fan box and can you blame me i mean mm-hmm. this kid that kid this kid looks really good in his oh, second yeah. year um so trevor lawrence and he's looked he's looked awesome lately trevor uh uh, Ian Mulhern said Trevor Lawrence because he's putting up way better numbers than before. Yeah, ten to seventeen touchdown to interception ratio last season. Now this year, and as the year has gotten better, I believe he had a thirteen to nine touchdown to interception ratio just a couple couple weeks ago. That's up to twenty to nine now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So this kid is getting better, not only year by year, but as the season goes on, which is the most in, which is. He's showing strides in – he's making strides in season, which is like – that is what's really – draw. Like, I mean, that's the most encouraging sign there. Um, Isaac Zonana said, Travis Etienne, well, you're not wrong because he didn't really have a rookie season. <laughs> so this is technically yeah. his first year. So, I mean, you're not wrong, but he is having a pretty good year. I believe he has over 800 yards so far this season. He hasn't been the same since he hurt his foot a couple weeks ago. But other than that, he's had a pretty good year and I think he has a bright future granted uh, uh barring that he stays healthy. Um Brian Mucker said Justin Fields. Justin Fields. And he's shown it most with uh with his with his rushing ability, which is good. But I also see it with the legs with uh with the arm as well. And he's kind of just making the most of the situation he has because he really doesn't have many targets. He has Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney and that's it. And, mm-hmm. and Mooney isn't really having the best season. I mean, he's kind of come on in recent weeks, but to start the season, he wasn't very good. Plus uh, fields is among the, I, I believe he's not the, he's not first anymore in times sacked, but I'm pretty sure he's still third. And um, so, I mean, that's, if you don't have much of a pass game, why would he throw the ball? That's just decision making, and he's he's doing well with his legs. So, all the power to him. And he, it's not like he's been bad with with yeah. throwing the ball. Thirteen to nine touchdown interception ratio. That's fine for second for a second year player. It's fine. Eli Turner. So he he had two responses. First one he said Tom Brady. He's played a couple more than you know two seasons, a few well- more. <laughs> But yeah just
1: three we'll let it slide
0: even if we are going from last year to this year it's kind of the opposite of showing a big leap because he threw 40 he threw for 42 freaking touchdowns last year and he should have been MVP and probably should have been League MVP but this year I mean statistically it doesn't look horrible he has set it's 17 to five touchdown interception ratio. So the ratio's there and he's among I believe he's still top 10 in passing yards but he's still having a down year and I wonder what's going on over there with him. Yeah. Um but his other his other response was Justin Fields. Another kid who's having he's again he's having a decent year. He's showing that he he's he has some promise. It's on the bears to to give him some protection and give him some wep- weapons to throw to. Because he's doing the most with what he has. I mean, let's be real. If you don't, if you don't have much of a have much a, of a offensive line or a passing game, then why why would he throw the ball, yeah, I right? The truth. So uh, Zachary Stilson said Micah Parsons, and just judging on the fact that the Dallas Cowboys have the most sacks. As a team, I haven't looked I'll be. I'll be honest. I haven't looked at. um, I haven't. I haven't looked at Micah Parsons' stats from year one to year two. I know he had a great year last year. Um, I'm looking at it now. So, in all of all right. So I'm looking at it now. Through 16 games last season. 17, but all right. No, it was 16.
1: Why did he miss a game?
0: I guess he missed a game. Okay. Um, 13 sacked. Through thirteen games this season, twelve sacks. <laughs> so he's going to pass what he had before. And also, as I was about to say, because I didn't—I'll I, admit I didn't have the the stats right in front of me. I'm a, I'm a busy college student, guys. I can't always—I can't look at everything all the time. But it's um, the Cowboys have the most team sacks out of any team in mm-hmm. the. Their defense is, as I as I stated in in the uh, a couple segments ago, talking about which team could, that could rival the Eagles. Cowboys can beat the Cowboys can beat you with defense, especially with that front seven. Um, so, uh, Tim, uh, so I don't ha- I don't have his actual name. Tim two M's C underscore two thousands response. He said Justin Fields. So another yeah. Justin Fields vote, and he he deserves he deserves a lot of votes. He looks like he's doing the most with what he has. Um, and Patrick Williver said Patrick Sertan, and it's hard to look at any player on that Cowboys team, uh, uh, that Broncos team, um, in a positive light, because, like, the problem is that team is as a whole is just underperforming their, their defense has been all right. It's been fine, but I, I liked Patrick Sertan going into year two. I liked, I thought he had a good season last, last year and he's bound to improve on, on those numbers. So last year in pass coverage, he allowed 545 yards for a 51% completion percentage for a kid. Who's a rookie and rookies always get picked on corners, Um, that's, those aren't bad. So far this season, 399 yards in 13 games in a 56% completion percentage. And he's doing that while playing. So uh, here's another thing. It's on the snap counts. You have to look at the snap counts as well. In year one, he played 89% of the snaps and allowed, uh, and allowed five, nearly 550 yards this season, 96% of the snaps he's played. and he's on pace to allow, eh, close to the same. He'll probably be. I mean, he. Who knows? Maybe he'll. Maybe he'll go on a better on a. Uh, maybe he'll go on a on a tear, and uh, show some progression. Um. So Jalen uh So Va- Vanslack underscore zero. Said Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith. And you can pick up on on why he's mentioning these two players because they were teammates a couple seasons ago for Alabama. And both have come through pretty well.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: Devontae Smith, he's on pace for 1,000 yards. Jalen Waddell has really come on this year and has rivaled Tyreek Hill to be the wide receiver one in that Dolphins offense. It's, it's literally 1A, 1B over there. So Jalen Waddle has been awesome. Now, injuries have kind of hampered him a little bit to uh in the in the past few weeks, just as in the same way that injuries have really killed the Dolphins p- pretty much th- this whole season. Going to t- back to Tua these past couple of weeks. They they were with both their starting tackles when they got yeah. crushed by the 49ers. And they lost again this past week on Sunday night football to the Chargers. And they were without um, I believe Waddle, I, I believe. So Waddle was banged up going into that game. But um, they were also, uh, what's his name, uh, Taron Armstead, their left tackle, was banged yeah. up. So they're they're having issues with injuries, and it kind of sucks.
1: Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that somebody who's banged up can have just as big of an impact as someone who's outright not on the field. Because if you're not yeah. producing at your fullest, you could very well be a liability.
0: That's right. All right, Derek Houle said Trevor Lawrence. He said T-Law, in all hmm. caps, T-Law.
1: You think he's enthusiastic?
0: I, I I think so. I'm pretty enthusiastic. I mean, Same. I compared him to Josh Allen in his first Yeah, I years.
1: know. I wasn't going to address that, but, you know, that's nice. I think
0: that's a fair comparison.
1: Yeah, it I means. mean, so far, yes, yes, we'll see. Another year he, will tell us more.
0: He's looked pretty good. Yeah. And just looking at other quarterbacks – um, Peyton Manning didn't have the first, the best first two seasons. I didn't oh, look no, at it. He did not. But I just I didn't I haven't looked at it recently, but I just know that he's he had a rough start to his career.
1: Yeah, cuz Indy almost got him killed.
0: Yeah, there's that too. Seems to be a trend but, with their quarterbacks. Yep. Andrew Luck and uh now at- they now they've gotten now that team has gotten just gotten outright lazy with drafting. They're like, "Nah, nah, let's just Find somebody out of the scrap heap. Let's go find let's hey, Philip Rivers. Let's see how he yeah. does. Carson oh, look, Wentz.
1: Matt Carson Ryan. Wentz.
0: Matt Ryan.
1: Sam game. Ellinger, because reasons.
0: Well, Sam Ellinger, they don't. It's only because they benched him for Matt mm-hmm. Ryan, for a uh, bench Matt Ryan for him because they they just were like, oh yeah, never mind. All right. Okay. Well, any other thoughts before we end the show tonight? Nope. All right. Another another upset to to name that we haven't named because we t- we mentioned the other two, Titans obviously upset by the Jaguars. We mentioned that, um, the Lions. We mentioned that earlier on in the show. They upset they uh, they upset the Vikings, but the Seattle Seahawks lost to the lost to the Carolina Panthers. That team has not looked good in recent weeks, and it looks like just like the Giants. That team's coming back down to earth and showing who they truly are.
1: Yeah, it happens.
0: All right. Well, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We have all our episodes available on Tuesdays and Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore to keep up with their podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Over and out.